The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and this is your host, Marie Zimanoff. And I'm so happy that you've joined us today for yet another hot topic in career and job search. So in this show, if you've been listening for a while, you know that we are here to help you have the tools and the skills that you need to manage your own career in today's economy. And so each week I share my experience helping thousands of professionals advance in their careers and I bring in industry leaders to provide the latest in the career world to help you stay ahead of the curve and moving towards your career goals. So we have a very special guest today. Today we are welcoming Dr. Cheryl Minnick and Cheryl has been one of my favorite people in the career world since we met at a conference in 2008, I think. And I just, Cheryl is, she's in the academic world. She works at the University of Montana, but she is always there trying to stay up on the latest of what's going on in the career world to help her students. And so she is one of the few, very few of us nationally certified resume writers. There's beginning to be more of us, which is a great thing. And she's a part of the Career Thought Leaders Think Tank and also has written some chapters for the National Resume Writers Study Guide. She's also a certified career management coach, another thing that Cheryl and I share. And she has been an, a featured expert on a whole bunch of of websites specifically related to academic administration and careers, but also relating to accounting and resumes in general. So I'm very excited to have Cheryl here, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that I heard from others Cheryl is an awesome resource on. So Cheryl, welcome to the show. I'm I'm pleased to be here today with you and excited to share. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me just say that if you're out there and you're listening and you want to ask Cheryl or myself a question about applicant tracking systems, right? The big kind of elephant in the room on job search today, applicant tracking systems. We're going to talk more about those. If you want to ask us a question about those, you are welcome to call in live at 866-472-5790. Or as always, you're welcome to email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com with your questions. So Cheryl, let's just kick off here and 
will you tell us how prevalent the use of applicant tracking systems is? What types of organizations are using these? What's out there in terms of applicant tracking systems? Oh, thanks for the question, Marie. Uh, applicant tracking systems have started to take over the employment process and the hiring and onboarding process. Uh, currently, approximately 95% of Fortune 500 companies are using some sort of applicant tracking system. We might know them as an online talent recruitment uh, software. And approximately 50% of mid-level companies are using them across the nation. The, um, most of them launched in about 2006. So you can see how prevalent they've become just in the last few years. Um, the first applicant tracking system launched in 1999. It was called RecruitSoft. Uh, it's now called Talio, and Talio is the king. So you can see that in the last, what, 14 years, 15 years, that technology has certainly taken over. Um, Okay. The technology is, is difficult to learn to use, but it's not impossible. And all organizations are using them. Even some small organizations here in rural Montana are using some desktop versions. Okay. So tell me, what, how are the systems different? If you're looking at maybe some of the older kind of legacy systems and the new systems, how are, how are they starting to change? Oh, that's a good question. Um, some of the systems, the legacy systems have changed and become more technically sophisticated, although some of the systems that people have purchased and put on their computers or have purchased have not kept up with the times. Um, they haven't. It's very much like my own computer at home. It says you need to update something or insert some patch, and I always say, oh, not now. I'm too busy. <laughs> or I don't want to pay for it. And some of the companies say the same thing. You know what? Everything's going fine. We're having hundreds, hundreds of applicants. We don't need to install the patch or upgrade the system. So one of the things that has changed is some of the systems were built um, and interfaced with Windows 2003.07, not Windows 2010. So if you are applying online through an applicant tracking system, I'm never sure, nor will you be, if that system is interfacing with Windows 2010 or 03.07. And so it's best to work to the common denominator and upload your resume in a docs file, which is a Windows 2003.07 file, rather than a docs file, which is Windows 2010. So that's what is happening between some of the systems. Um, uh, Talio was just purchased by Oracle, and Talio is one of the king applicant tracking systems, and Conexa is, if we should say, the queen, and Conexa was just bought by IBM, so I am anticipating um, some hefty competition between Oracle and IBM as they both bought the king and queen to see who wins the kingdom. Oh, okay. Yeah. And maybe we should go back here just a mm -hmm. little bit. What are some of the... So we're talking about applicant tracking systems, so people are obviously applying for jobs in these systems. Tell, let's just maybe go back and what are some okay. of the basics? What is the system doing to oh, sure. a resume when somebody applies? Okay. Well, an online system um, is called an applicant tracking system, an ATS. You'll see that 
um, abbreviation quite frequently. And what an applicant tracking system does is it calculates uh, numerically what the applicant's employment worthiness is. Very much like your FICO score, it influences your credit worthiness. Um, the higher the score, the more credit worthiness. The same thing with your applicant tracking score is it is a snapshot of your employment worthiness. So you, the applicant tracking systems take your resume, scan your resume, and assign it a rank and a score based on how well your resume matches a particular job. Okay. Yeah, so it's really, it's kind of looking for words, but I've heard that it's starting to not just look for words, but for concepts. Is that something That's that true. is true? Um, okay. Most, most of the applicant tracking systems um, are based on Boolean logic, and Boolean logic is very much like what Google is. If you've noticed Google lately, when you Google something, it knows that you spelled something wrong. It almost knows what you're thinking, and now a lot of the applicant tracking systems are using artificial intelligence. They're using mm, uh, stronger technology than old school Boolean logic. Um, okay. Applicant tracking systems, though, the search is pretty literal. For instance, if a recruiter was looking for someone who went to Harvard University, most applicant tracking systems would forward resumes to him of people whose last name is Harvard, they live on Harvard Street, they worked at Harvard Steel, they lived in Harvard, Illinois. However, some of the newer systems know and understand and will only send resumes of people who graduated from Harvard University and advance those. Okay. Okay. Um, some of the systems, yeah. the systems did not used to. Earlier, they could not handle linguistic issues such as misspellings, concatenations where we might put MS word as one word, uh, partial matches like um, University of Cal, C-A-L, or abbreviations like MBA. They didn't used to know what they mean, but now a lot of the systems um, have are, are, are more intelligent and they can understand and interpret your meaning and uh, their words and do a greater match. They're brilliant little systems, and they will give you points based on keyword match and key phrase. It could be a key phrase. It could be a keyword. It could be a buzzword. It could be an abbreviation. We don't know. How do we know? We look at the job posting. Yeah. Yeah, and okay, so um, let me see here. We're going to talk a little bit now, and we've got to take a break here in a few minutes, but I want to talk about the misconceptions because I think you just kind of hit on one of those is that it's a mystery, right? That it's a mystery what keyword is that they're going to be searching for, and it's really not a mystery, and maybe that's not one of the bigger misconceptions anymore. People have kind of figured that one out, but... When we come back from our break, I want to talk a little bit more about those misconceptions because I think that people are afraid of ATS and maybe doing some things that aren't helpful to their search to quote-unquote get through an ATS. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of okay. a lot of other pieces to the puzzle, right? I mean, the oh. ATS might make 
a difference into whether your resume gets seen or not, but that's just one part of the process. That's just one part of the process. We want to get through the gate to the gatekeeper. Um, and so the applicant tracking system is the gate, and we need to get through it so we can speak to the gatekeeper, and that is the HR director. And then we want to advance past the HR director to actually the interviewer. So, yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about the system, but I think one of the challenges and what we talk about a lot in the resume world, right, is how do you write a resume that gets through that system, but then also is appealing to the human on the other end. And that, mm-hmm. you know, there there's some other things to consider there besides the system itself. But when we get back here from our break, we'll talk more about some of the misconceptions and some of the things that you think candidates should be doing to get through those systems so that they can get seen by a human. So we'll be back. (laughs) We need that, right? We'll be back in just a few minutes, and we're going to keep talking to Dr. Cheryl Minnick from the University of Montana about applicant tracking systems and specifically how you can make sure that your documents have the best chances possible of getting through those systems. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. 
Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and tonight we are talking to Dr. Cheryl Minnick from the University of Montana, who is sharing about applicant tracking systems, those wonderful online Oh, black holes where you're sending your resume and you're just wondering what's going on. Cheryl is here to shed some light on the situation and help us figure out how to get your documents through into the eyes of a human. So we've talked a little bit about what they are and some of the different types of systems. Cheryl, very interesting to think about IBM and Oracle kind of duking it out to win this this great big world of, of uh, systems here. Tell me a little bit about some of the misconceptions or things that people do that that really don't work. What's what's some of the folklore out there about these systems? Um, well, let's see. There's some things that oh, probably a few years ago that applicants were doing, which was really brilliant but stupid. Um, they would type the entire job posting, the qualifications, and the requirements at the bottom of their resume in white font, very small, so the human eye couldn't see that, but the computer could. Um, Now, because of that, applicant tracking systems have a program internally within their system that turns all white font black. So as you're looking at your resume, you'll want to realize white font becomes black font. So if you used a black text box and put white font in it, you know that the, the white font will become black font, but you also know that the text box will disappear so you will be good. So that's one thing that, that's changed. Um, another thing that we want to make sure that we're doing is they also have what's called a kick-out question, a KO. So it can be a KOC or KOR, kick-out company-wide or kick-out equipment-wide. And those questions might be, for instance, for Walmart, are you open to working evenings and weekends? If you answer no, you're kicked out. So... The best thing to say is, yes, I will, and then get the interview. Make them love you during the interview, and then maybe you can ask if you could not work an evening or a weekend. Um, So that's a KO question. Um, Some things that they're also... um, that, that I think as a writer, resume writer, we want to be aware of is that these systems don't read all fonts. Just like your computer and my computer cannot read all fonts. I had a student send me their resume in a Disney font. My computer went crazy. It looked terrible because I don't have Disney font on my computer. Not all the applicant tracking systems have every font known to man. What they run in is what's called sans serif fonts, which are very plain, boring, straight up and down fonts such as Ariel, Tahoma, Verdana, Century Gothic, Trebuchet, Lucinda Sands, Calibri, Cambria, Cambria, Times New Roman. Very straight fonts. If you don't know, Google and find out what a sans-serif font is. But sans-serif means no tail, no curl. So the letters will be absolutely straight, like Ariel. Um, another thing that we do, writers do, that... Um, will not help them is to have dates on the left. These systems are programmed to read first, job title or company name, second, job title or company name, third, date. So Mm. if you put a date in one of the first two fields, it will mess the systems up and your resume will go into the black hole. Does the black hole exist? It absolutely does. (laughs) Research shows that 75% of all resumes are killed by these systems and never get through. 
If you use a PDF, I cannot promise you it will get through the system because PDF files are pictures. They're not Word documents, nor are they editable. So the system internally can't take it apart, score it, and put it back together again. So we've been taught, email it in PDF. Well, don't upload it in PDF. Yeah, very interesting. Well, one of the other things that I hear people talking about is tables, and you talked about text boxes, right? The Mm -hmm. text box will go away, but not the text within it. The text within it will get picked up. Sometimes. And but again, sometimes there's not. Um, over 150 applicant tracking systems. Ooh. So I can tell you what might happen, what has happened, and what my experience is. But unless I know exactly the system you're asking me about, I can't tell you for absolutely certain. It's very much like if I said to you, um, and I was going to walk you through a document on your computer, I would say maybe, okay, so go to the home button. It's on the left-hand side of your screen up at the top. Do you see that there? And you would say no. And I'm say, oh, are you in Windows 2010? No, I'm in 03. Okay, well, it's not there then. Yeah. So it's very those- much like that. So what um, I do often is when we're looking at a job, I will look up at the URL or at the bottom of the job posting. Often when you hit the Apply Now button, the URL will change. For instance, Target. When you hit Apply Now and you're going to apply for a job at Target, the URL will change. It will no longer say www.target.com. It changes and it says www.target.com backslash Talio. So you know they're running Talio. And then you can YouTube Talio and find out a little bit about it. You can get on the Talio website. But basically, if you just do the few things that I'm sharing with you today, you'll have a greater chance of getting your materials through. Yeah. And do you recommend people not use text boxes and uh, tables just in case the system might not pick them up? Or I don't recommend using text boxes because in some systems they completely disappear, including the text. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going to apply online, be wary. It might disappear completely, whatever's in that text box. Tables become columns through applicant tracking systems. So if you can visualize the table that you put in your resume as one column and it still makes sense, then that would be something that could be included. Um, often I will take a resume and save it as plain text after I put a table in and just look at it and see what happened to it, um, Mm. what kind of messed up. And that's the closest we can get to the internal workings of what the computer, the applicant tracking system is going to see inside. Um, One thing that will help you move forward and give you extra points is if there is a blank box, within the applicant tracking system that maybe it will say, share with us your uh, technical certifications. And you think to yourself, well, I don't have any. I'm going to leave the box blank. Don't leave any boxes blank. It is better to say something like, while currently not certified, I look forward to gaining certification in mouse or I look forward to gaining certification in, and then list the names of the programs that they will be certifying you in. 
Mm. Yeah, to get those keywords in there, just keywords in, right? Because sometimes the blank, the blank squares in the applicant tracking system. That is the material they're pulling out to see if you have that information. So they might be reading that prior to seeing the resume. It might be a screening instrument. So we don't want screened out before we're even screened in. Yeah, it's kind of one of those kick kick out questions you were talking about earlier. A a kick out question. And so I encourage everyone, somehow answer the box. If it says, do you have any additional information? Yes, you do. You always do say something. Okay. Now, what about, I have people kind of tell, oh, you know, I can't use a line or we can't use any shading because that'll mess up the system. Lines and shading, I have never heard get in the way of these types of systems. No, they've, they've, I've seen no problem with lines. I've seen no problems with shading or color. At the university, we have an applicant tracking system here, and I've gone to HR and looked at all the resumes coming through and forced some through with lines and colors and tables, and they've been fine. Uh, my daughter worked at a very large uh, uh, hotel here in town that's a national chain, and they had an applicant tracking system, and uh, we talked a lot about it, and color went through, and lines went through, tables went through. So I think that as these systems have advanced, we um, have a little bit left over of those wives' tales from maybe 10 years ago, 8 years ago. When they were true then, they're no longer true now. Yeah. So... You talked earlier about that you save your resume in plain text to see what it does. Mm -hmm. But in today's world, you don't necessarily need to upload that plain text version. Uploading a .doc, right, the DOC, not DOCX, is just just as good as uploading that plain text unless you're using some kind of table or... I've never uploaded or helped anyone, either here on campus or through my private business, a plain text resume. Um, in my history here, and I've been here almost 20 years, I've only seen one company ask for a plain text resume, and they are running very, very old software on their computers. Um, I think it's important that you know what your resume is going to look like, and so if you want to save it as plain text and just take a peek at it, you can say, oh, my bullets turned into dollar signs, or, Mm -hmm. oh, that sure doesn't look good, Um, and go back into the Word document and change it a tiny. Yeah, good, good. I I used to create what they called ASCII, you know, the plain text files for clients, and I stopped saying, you don't don't need that, it's great, we don't have to do that anymore, I love it. No, don't have to do it anymore. The only person that knows how to do needs to know how to do that is a certified resume writer just in case someone needs that from them. But I would imagine in the next few years all companies will have done away with that. Yeah. Now you talked a little bit about color mm-hmm. and and lines and that those are okay to get your through the system. I've heard some people say, but when the HR person looks at it on the other side, they don't see that pretty version anyway, so it doesn't matter. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, it depends. If the HR director opens it in Word on their computer, they will see it in color. If they have a color printer, it will print in color. Um, Most people on our campus have uh, printers that are color and black and white, so it wouldn't be a problem here. And what you'll want to do is if you do use color is print it in black and white first on your own home computer and make sure, look what it will look like when it's translated into grayscale, black and white. Um, But sometimes for our clients and our students, for my personal clients and for our students, what we'll do is we'll upload a resume into the applicant tracking system and then I'll tell the student or my private client, okay, get your suit on, look really good, and go down to the business and hand deliver the copy with the color on lovely resume paper. So, you know, we can't always say never or it won't or it can't because we don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. Well, and it's how do you want your brand to come across and you can't always know how that's going to come across and so we do what we can do and I sometimes feel like we're using the system as an excuse not to try so hard. (laughs) I I think that's true. And the other thing you do is because you will have um, played to a specific job posting, you will have tailored the resume and you'll have keyword matches, you'll probably get an interview if you're qualified. And you can always take a copy of the beautiful colored resume into the interview and place that in front of them. But again, it's very, very few HR offices that would not have a color printer. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. Maybe small, tiny firms. Um, so color, one thing about color is you want to make sure that you know what the color designates. If you're in the banking industry, you probably don't want to use red. No one wants to be in the red in the business of banking. <laughs> so yeah. maybe you want to use the color blue, which signifies loyalty and trust. More people like blue than any other color. Or gray, which is the color of conservatism. Or green, the color of health. So you want to kind of match your color if you're going to use it to your industry or to the particular company. And um, if you're in marketing, you'll need to know what that color designates and why you use that color. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break here and then we're going to come back and we're going to finish up talking with Cheryl about the role of applicant tracking systems in your job search and some of the other ways that you might be searching and how we can make sure that you're getting through those ATS systems. We'll finish up our conversation on that. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. 
Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Rivez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and today we are talking with Dr. Cheryl Minnick from the University of Montana. And Cheryl, I also wanted to just kind of put this out there that you do own your own career consulting practice, too, called The Paper Trail, which I love that. And Cheryl and I have been talking about applicant tracking systems. So we went through some of the types of systems. I was amazed, I guess not surprised, but amazed to hear that there's 150 different types of systems. So we've talked about some of the things that people shouldn't do or some of the kind of wise tales that are out there, but share with us the three to five things that people really need to make sure they're doing to get through these systems. Oh, absolutely. I think the most important thing is to tailor your resume to the job. So look at the keywords in the job requirements and make sure that those keywords or key phrases are embedded somewhere in your resume. So that would be the first one. Tailor, tailor your resume and use keywords. I think the second thing would be, believe it or not, to have an active phone number and make sure that your voicemail box has been set up and it's not full, that the music or the uh, ringback tone that you've set up is professional and that your email that you're using is professional. It doesn't have your birth date in it. It doesn't have your football jersey number in it. And it isn't 666-DEVIL-GIRL, something like that. It is a professional email address and a professional phone number so you don't offend the recruiter before they even call you. So tailor it. Have professional contact data. A uh, third one would be to make sure that you're uploading your resume in a doc file, DOC, a Windows 2003 file. Don't use PDF and don't use a docs file right now, maybe in five years, but not right now. That the font style you use is a font that's um, common to most computers, uh, which would be a sans serif font. You can look that up if you don't know what a sensory font is, but it's a straight font with no tails, no curly cues. They aren't very cute. Um, and I think that's something that's very important that we don't think about is when a company online asks, how did you hear about us? 
people don't know this, but you get extra bonus points if you can check internal referral, or meaning someone from within the company referred you. Now, that doesn't mean that they have to refer you specifically, but if they said to you, this is a great company, and you said, would you work here? Would you suggest working here? Would you suggest I apply here? And they said, sure, that's an internal referral. So those are probably my top five hints for your, to get your resume through the applicant tracking system so that a human being can actually see and read your resume and see how brilliantly perfect you are for the role. Okay, good. So we've got professional phone and email. Make sure that those get through the system. You know, and I even watch the way that you're writing, especially the phone number, right? It's three digits, dash, three digits, dash, four digits, not the parentheses, the parentheses, old school, <laughs> right? Those parentheses, parentheses is old school. Um, we'll see students tend to use the periods, the international way to create a phone number. But what I tell my uh, private clients and our students is, let's look at the company. How does the company present a phone number? And we'll present it the same way. Yep, Good. Email, and I, you know, the people might say, oh, you know, that's because she works with college students. I see more no. unprofessional emails with <laughs> middle-aged uh, job seekers yes. than anyone else. Yes. Uh, most, a lot of my private practice uh, men have their football jersey number in it or their birth date. And I just shake my head. Sometimes they'll say, hey, 53, was that your jersey number? And they go, yeah, how'd you know? I'm like, because you're old. Yeah. So we don't want to do that. Yeah, or they have their graduation year or something in there that's pretty obvious. Yeah. So just a nice professional one. And, you know, if you want to give yourself a little vocational Botox, you might jump on Gmail and grab yourself a Gmail account rather than AOL or Yahoo. Um, Usually AOL emails, I can tell the person's in their 40s or 50s. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then... I, uploading the DOC doc file, mm-hmm. it's funny because I've been telling people that and they're like, oh, that's so old and I was starting to question myself. So I'm glad to hear that that is, that is where we're still at. Uh, unless, it's hard to know what applicant tracking system they're uploading their resume into. If they're uploading their resume into a company that both you and I know that that company's cutting edge like Nike um, or Columbia or Starbucks, and we know they're running the best of the best of the best, unless you know that, it is better to go with the most common denominator, which would be a doc file. Yeah. So, a lot of thought goes into this now. It's not yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, and so then you talk about this being able to answer, how did you hear about us? Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about what you see as the role of online job search in somebody's search. How important should that be the number one thing they're focused on in their search? They're spending all their time you know, tailoring and, and applying online. Where does that fit within their search to you? Well, for me, it'd be better to spend your time buying cups of coffee for your network and meeting people you know for coffee and reaching out to people and networking into your professional organizations, uh, the people that you know, uh, updating your LinkedIn account and reaching out to people because people 
know about job openings, and people will tell you, research shows us still that networking is the number one way to get a job, number one. The number two way is an internship. So students who are networking and interning, boy, they have a great success getting a job. The online search is secondary to networking. So I would say if you had a choice between the two, get out there and network. Volunteer in the community. Talk to people. Talk to your friends. Throw a shout-out on Facebook. You're looking for a job. Does anyone know of anything? And really mm, use the connections you have. And also, once you have a job, allow people to use your connections. You know, do unto others, if you will. So networking is still king. Always will be. And... When people are applying online, I love how you helped connect networking to that application because networking isn't separate from that. And I think sometimes people think, oh, you know, I'm either networking or I'm applying to jobs online. Like they're two separate activities, right? And they they go together, they come together, and really a good job search links them together, right? That you're making relationships and then you apply online and then you tap that relationship to to help with that application and they go back and forth. And you ask, you ask people, who do you know? Um, many times students will come in to the office and say, well, I'm applying for, let's say, Starbucks. And this happened a few months ago. I'd really like that internship with Starbucks. So I jumped on my LinkedIn account and I typed in Starbucks to see who I knew at Starbucks, if anyone. And sure enough, Four University of Montana alumni are in roles at Starbucks, including one in HR. There's my answer right there. There's our connection in. So LinkedIn is a a beautiful way to find people who you might already know, but you don't know they're networked with someone that would be important for you to know for your search. So networking, doing your research, research the company. Find out who's in the current role, where they went. And you can find that out on LinkedIn. You can find that out on the company website or if you know someone. But getting a job is a job today. It's not just applying online and throwing your resume out online. That's not going to work at all. It would be better to really go after one job and go after it hard and strong than to sit at home and apply for 20 online jobs. Yeah. Well, so we're coming to our close of our time here together, but I want to give you an opportunity to tell listeners how they can connect with you. If they're listening and they like what you're saying, is LinkedIn a great place for them to connect with you? How, how can they get a hold of you? Um, I'm at the University of Montana, and I work in the Office of Internship Services, and I can be found through the website, the university's website, Um, and they can drop me an email and ask me whatever question they'd like to ask. Um, Our School of Business at the University of Montana has some tutorial videos online that I have presented on applicant tracking systems to the students. Those presentations were videotaped and they're on their School of Business website. Those are free and open for anyone to review and you'll see tricks and 
techniques to get your resume through applicant tracking systems and samples of different applicant tracking systems. So find us at the University of Montana in Missoula, Montana. Well, that's so great, Cheryl. And just if you're wanting to connect with Cheryl, her last name is Minnick, M-I-N-N-I-C-K, there at the University of Montana. And just a wealth of information, Cheryl said she's been researching these systems for more than six years. So we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your insights with all of us who are out here trying to get through the wonderful world of online job search. So Cheryl, we really appreciate your time and and the information that you've shared today. Well, thanks, Marie, for having me. The more you know about applicant tracking systems, the better you can uh, use and play the systems and increase your chance that your resume will be seen. So thank you very much, and I look forward yeah. to seeing you again in the future. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. And listeners, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back. I'm going to give you a recap of some of the things that Cheryl was sharing and give you some of the key tips and takeaways that you need to be able to get through these applicant tracking systems. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Workplaces are only as strong as their teams. Teams are only as strong as their individual members. Are you seeking a better way to take your business to a higher level? We're here to help. Listen for Leading with Social Emotional Intelligence, Building Trust Through Intentionality and Vulnerability with host Glenn Harris. Together, we'll explore the five key behaviors of a cohesive team and other concepts designed to keep your team working smarter. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Well, welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we just got done talking to the dynamo Dr. Cheryl Minnick from the University of Montana, just a wealth of information about applicant tracking systems. And I think the key takeaway for me, and she talked about, you know, being able to recognize what system you're looking at and research it. 
that's great and if you have the opportunity to do that and you really want that job or you really want to work for that company you might want to do that and we want to keep it in perspective right that the applicant tracking system usually equals the black hole which usually equals not getting called back which usually equals rejection which usually creates some kind of downward spiral for us in our ability to keep moving forward with our job search. So that part of our job search pie we need to contain, right? It can't take over our whole world because it'll make our world miserable. It, it just, no matter what you do with your resume and you're tailoring it and you're spending all this energy, you might do some silly little thing. And like Cheryl said, 75% of resumes get killed by the system. And so we can't, we just can't spend our whole job search there. In some industries, it works. And if you are getting feedback, getting responses, getting interviews, great. But if you find yourself just, as I kind of talk about a lot, is beating yourself up against that brick wall, right? You're hitting your head up against that wall. Take a step back. Look at the basics that Cheryl talked about, right? Are you using a clear font? Are you using a good, straightforward resume? Again, it can still have lines and, and some of those things that make it look nice. Just beware of the, the tables and the text boxes, fonts, using that DOC file. If you're doing some of those things, you might need to take a step back. What's not working? Are you applying for positions where you have 80% of the qualifications? If not, you're never going to get through that system. Doesn't mean you can't apply to that job, just not through that system, right? You're going to have to use other means to get to that job if you can't on paper list all of those qualifications. And as Cheryl talked about, are you being as creative as you can be without stretching it too far? But if you're doing all of that and it's not working Let's be careful about how much of that black hole is our search. There are a lot of other ways to search, right? There are a lot of other ways to get into a company. Networking is definitely one of them. Social networking, Twitter, building relationships with recruiters. There's a lot of other ways we can search. And you can go back and listen to some of the job search talks that we've done here to diversify your search a little bit, right? Not to be counting on that applicant tracking system. And to realize that these systems are getting smarter, which helps you in some ways, right? They're, they can contextualize, they can pull out concepts, and it might hurt you in that you can't type in that white text and expect it to not get seen that you were trying to cheat the system. In some of those ways that we were trying to cheat the system before now the system's gotten smarter and it may not work. So we've got to be thinking about, yes, the system and your search in general. And if you do some of the things that we've talked about on this show in terms of your focus, knowing where you're going, knowing who your audience is, knowing what problems you solve for them, if you build a resume that speaks to that, that's focused, you're going to have a better chance of getting through the system without so much work because you won't be 
spending so much time targeting each resume and drilling drilling into the keywords. Because if you're focused, most of that's going to be there 80-90% of the time. And it's just going to be little tweaks to meet what the company needs. Most of the time when I see people who are struggling with these systems, it's either because they're trying to make a change. And you can definitely do that. It's most likely not going to happen through online applications because of all of the things Cheryl talked about, right? Being able to answer all their questions, fill in all of their blanks, be at the top of the keyword search scores, just not going to happen as easily if you are making a transition. Doesn't mean you can't go after that job, just might mean you do it differently. Or they're not focused. And so they're trying to plug in a generic resume into these positions where, again, you're not going to come up to the top of the search when you're not targeting that position or you're spending all of your time doing that and so you're not networking and you're not even getting in the amount of online applications that you'd like to or need to 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 get the numbers game going because you're having to change every document. The other thing that I see people struggle with is they're looking at job titles and maybe even trying to put their resume, target their resume toward job titles that they just aren't, their background isn't what a recruiter's looking for, right? I have a lot of people that, a lot of people that want to go into project management. Most of the time, project management today is software project management, construction project management, sometimes engineering project management, but in other settings, they don't use that terminology, right? Even in manufacturing, you're starting to hear more project coordination. And in any kind of marketing world, they don't talk about project managers in marketing, right? So that you've got to be researching the industry and looking at what's going on and what people are looking for, not just plugging in the keywords and thinking you're going to get through the system. Because yes, you might get a high enough score to get through that system, and it's still a human that's looking at it and going, whoa, not sure how this person got through, they're not even close. And as the searches get smarter and smarter, you probably won't get through even with all of the keywords because they won't be in the right context. Right? It just isn't, it isn't going to work through the system. Might work through networking, might work through a lot of other job search avenues, but probably not applying online and expecting to get through that applicant tracking system. The other thing I think as we look forward in this world of applicant tracking systems, realizing that a lot of this is going social, a lot of companies are going to more of a referral-based system where you can refer someone through LinkedIn directly into their system, directly into their applicant tracking system. So you've got to not just be thinking about your resume and its applicant tracking system ability, but your LinkedIn profile and its ability to get through those things. So we talked about LinkedIn profiles last week. A lot of that same stuff applies here in getting through that system too. And as 
the world moves and turns and applicant tracking systems change, we'll bring Cheryl back and talk more about this because it's always evolving. So as you move forward in your search, thinking about that focus, helping you get through the system, helping direct your, direct your search and your success in getting where you want to go in your career. So if you have any questions or, or comments, I'm always available at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com and look forward to continuing to support moving forward in your career and the skills and tools that you need to do that. So we'll see you right back here next week. We're going to talk to Gayla Jackson about millennial careers on The Career Confidant. So we'll see you right back here next week. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.